0: Welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal on my guest tonight's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Stary, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota Metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Starry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you've got an extra buck or two, if you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review in iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Jimi Hendrix. Knowledge speaks. Wisdom listens. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Starry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, Episode 190. Please support this week's sponsors: ID Chrysler, Pine City, Templeton Rye Whiskey, and B-Dale Club. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a beautiful summer day here at my family's cabin in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. My annual hometown summer school teaching session has begun. The original play, Buddy Holly Circus, I'm co-directing with previous podcast guest Manfred, has been going great, and the students have been some of the best I've ever had. Copper, the Wonder Golden, has been busying yourself with her favorite hobby, fishing. Last week's gigs wrap up. Wednesday, played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Great to talk Dark Side of the Ring with manager Vinny. Thursday, played a solo show at Volstead in Egan, Minnesota. Had a blast playing guess that 1980s cheesy ballad. And good to see T-Nezzy as well. Friday, played a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Bummed to learn that bartenders Joey and Bill are no longer there. Saturday, played a duo show at Commander Bar in Breezy Point, Minnesota. Happy birthday, Scotty Frankie. Sunday, played a solo show at Paradise in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin. Literally one of the most beautiful days ever. Copper the Wonder Golden behaved very well and maybe some tips. And thanks to Blaker for the ride on the USS Radical.
1: Upcoming shows.
0: Friday, June 7th, 2019. I'll be playing a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, June 8th, the Mark Steri Trio featuring Brian K. Johnson and Brian ricochet leger and I will be rocking out at Eagle Lounge in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin from 8 to 11 p.m. It's part one of two with popular Minnesota singer-songwriter-slash-violinist Jillian Ray. We discuss pro wrestling, Bigfoot, her new album, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Mark Starry Music Podcast, everybody. We are here this week with Jillian Ray at her beautiful home here in Minneapolis, Minnesota with her wonder dog, Ernie. Ernie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hello.
0: <laughs> yes, Ernie's a beautiful calm dog right here. I'm trying to talk her into joining Keenan Inspired Change, that's for sure. He's sitting right on my foot, just like Copperwood, just hanging
2: out. I'm sure we would be delighted. He kind of is naturally a therapy dog, as you can see. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a <laughs> lot of therapy dog traits, and you said you bring him everywhere. and
2: I do, and when I don't bring him somewhere, I usually hear about it, as in, where the heck is Ernie? Why isn't he here with you right now? I'd rather see Ernie than you.
0: <laughs> I have that, too. I Sometimes I perform at my grandmother's nursing home in mm. Amory, Wisconsin. And I've gone there to play shows, like a Christmas show, and I didn't bring the dog. And they didn't care at all about the show. They just was wondering where Copper like, was.
2: what? No dog? <laughs> oh, I get it. I mean, they're magical. When they're magical, they're magical, you know?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So as I was starting the episode, uh, Jillian mentioned my, I'm wearing my Notorious Macho Man shirt today. That's and you shirt. said your favorite wrestlers were?
2: Yeah, like when I was a little kid and we would watch, this was like in the time of Hulk Hogan, it was like his prime, Andre the Giant was still wrestling. Um, So my brother and I, and maybe, he's seven years older than me, so it would always be like some of his older friends. We would play wrestling in the living room and I would always be one of the bushwhackers. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have a buddy, so I would just do it myself. (laughs) The
0: Bushwhackers. The
2: Bushwhackers.
0: That is hilarious. (laughs) Um, They were actually, I do follow that wrestling stuff, a bunch of friends that I do. You know, as you get older, you kind of revert to what you liked as a kid. Oh, totally. And I'd listen to a podcast about the Bushwhackers when they would tour with, because they were were inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame last year, I believe. Really? A couple years ago.
2: So they're still doing it? I think so. I haven't followed since I was a kid. Like, when I got a little bit older, I kind of lost interest. Um, I mean, it's funny. I am a huge fan of The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Of course.
1: If you smell what The Rock is cooking.
2: But that might have been around the time, like I was aware of him as a wrestler and thought he was great, but like I kind of quit paying attention to it. But when I was a little, little, little kid, like the theatrics of, and like maybe the costuming of the eighties and early nineties wrestling will always hold a special place in my heart.
0: Yes. Yes, me too. You haven't missed much. It's just kind of
2: Well, I just can't. You're going to have to send me that podcast because now I want to know all about like, what the Bushwhackers have been doing since I was eight years old. Oh, you know?
0: here, was the, here was the kicker. I was t- they were talking about when they would go wrestle on these goofy tours like in Portland with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Remember him?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That they would, they would <laughs> such hell holes they would wrestle at. They had to take their showers when they'd stay there for like a week or something in the hot dog water.
2: No. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's what stuck out in my head. I'm like listening along and I was in hot dog water. Yeah, no That's disgusting. No, thank you. (laughs) The musician life is tough, you know. I mean. But the wrestling life might (laughs) just be a little harder.
2: I think I'll never have an answer to that question anymore. Like you always get asked... If it's, like, a verbal or even written interview, like, what's your craziest or what was your, like, worst moment? They always want best and worst, right? I don't think I have a moment worse than having to bathe in hot dog water or even that comes close.
1: Yes. So I'm just
2: never going to complain again, basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. How I first found you, made some Facebook post, and I happened to catch it as I was, and I was like, what is this? Because I'm listening to the same thing, and it is, I'm just curious... If you think Sirhan Sirhan acted alone killing RFK. Do you remember what that, that post yeah. was a couple years yeah, ago? Yeah, I did.
2: And it's funny, I still so I still have two episodes left to listen to on that podcast. I got so sucked into it. We're talking about the RFK. I forget what it's RFK called. Tapes. RFK tapes. R F K tapes, yeah.
0: Yes, sir. The RFK Tapes, a 10-part audio documentary series from the producers of Crimetown. Find it June 5th, wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I was completely engrossed in it to the point where, like, I couldn't write a song or, like, write anything other than, like, content from that would come up. I was reading <laughs> about it. I just, I, I got to a point, and I wish I would have just, like, finished it and been done, but I was like, I have to step away and, like... I think I ended up like listening to a couple like Martha Stewart and Oprah podcasts after that cuz yeah. like I am obsessed with this story and this conspiracy theory and just the whole thing because I never learned about any of that when I was a kid. I knew that Robert F Kennedy was assassinated and that was about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm not quite old enough to have lived through that. So no, me
0: either. I didn't know much about it either, and it went into such depth. And and then I was like, oh, he just did it. But then they talked about like the polka dot dress lady and all that stuff, and and but that's when I saw when I saw that like, there's tons of musicians on my Facebook. I'm like, oh, RFK tapes. Listen to the same thing.
2: Dang, and yes, we should still have a get together to discuss, but with probably some alcoholic beverages because that gets intense.
0: Yes, it does. Summer in Minnesota and Wisconsin is the best. Hanging out in the cabin, waving to the boats rolling by, watching the dog dive for fish, catching up with old friends, impossible to stay inside because we've been waiting all year for this weather, letting the lawn go one more day just because it's too nice to mess with it, and sometimes there's nothing better to accent these fun, relaxing summer moments than with an excellent glass of whiskey. If you're looking for smooth, spicy rye whiskey with a clean finish, Templeton Rye Whiskey is your brand. Based on the Prohibition-era Kirchhoff recipe, it is said that Templeton Rye Whiskey was Al Capone's favorite drink. Nicknamed the good stuff and also Iowa's most notorious drink. Make the multiple award-winning, such as being named Rye Whiskey of the Year in the 2009 Whiskey Bible by Jim Murray, one of the most well-known tasters in the industry. Templeton Rye Whiskey, your cocktail of the summer. Follow them on Instagram at Templeton Rye Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. I was actually watching your voice video submission this morning this (laughs) from a long time ago and so whatever but uh are you still interested because i'm listening to a podcast called astonishing legends and it's a four episode thing and they're talking about the patterson gimlin film about oh, Bigfoot
2: Of course That is one of my favorites So do you know this About me already That Bigfoot is like One of my bigger passions in That's life? why I
0: mentioned The, the, yeah. the voice thing Is because you just said it Briefly Oh on this. yes
2: and the voice and video And so I
0: like Oh that would be fun Something Something different to talk about Than what's mm-hmm. your favorite color Or whatever you know
2: Yeah, definitely. I am always interested in anything (laughs) Sasquatch-related.
0: So what are your thoughts about the Patterson-Gimlin film? Do you think it's real, or do you think it's a hoax?
2: Oh, I 100% think it's real. I mean, I'm one of those people, though, like, I don't know, you might think it is naivety or whatever, but um, I'm a firm believer in science And I'm also a firm believer in we're discovering new things every day. Like, let's just only talk about the ocean and we're discovering new species and new things every day. So I think it's pretty arrogant for us as a whole to think we know everything. And I love mysteries. I don't know. I like any of, I love anything like alien related. I love the Bigfoot lore. I pretty much love creatures. As you can see, like I have my monsters on the wall there. I love, I love anything- mythical and mystical.
0: Nice.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, what started your fascination with Bigfoot? Do you think
2: definitely my mom, it kind of like the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree here. Like she's a super big, uh, Bigfoot aficionado. So your mother is my mom is we actually have matching Yeti tattoos and Eric actually got the same one. So the three of us have yeti tattoos.
0: Nice. Um
2: and just growing up my mom was always into it so and I like to read so we always had all the books around of like written by the cryptozoologists who have done the studies and um yeah like I forget what it's called now the it's the like butt imprint you know the it's like not the sasquatch footprint that they found but it's called the something print. Hmm. You would know this like if I said the name I'm just really bad at remembering names but it's like a casting that they took that they can't assign it to any sort of oh, animal. It's butt, it's sat well, down. I call it the butt print because like it's basically like an imprint there's like feet and then there's like maybe like the legs and the butt of you know something sitting. Okay, And they can't assign it to, like, a bear or anything like that. Wow. But that is the book, I think, whatever that one was, my mom probably still has it, that really got me hooked.
0: That is awesome. Yeah. Um, Have you ever written any songs about cryptozoology?
2: I haven't. Well, I mean, I've written a lot. For me, I have a a lot of um, writings and ramblings and, like, fragments of ideas. But, no, I haven't completed a full song yet, but I would love to, like... I'd love to do a creature album someday.
0: That sounds cool. It'd
2: be fun, right? I already yeah. have the artwork right there. Yeah, it's it can be like a CD partially cover, done.
0: iTunes cover right there. <laughs> it's square and everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that podcast, um, "Astonishing Legend," says a four-part thing, on, and it's super long. You're
2: gonna have to send that to but me too, so really I will cool. eat that up.
0: Yeah, they go into every tiny detail, measuring you know, the big foot from the muscle joints, the deltoid stuff mm-hmm. to what kind of guy this Robert Patterson was and because he was kind of a shyster. And
2: But did you also ever see, I don't know if they would have on this podcast because I haven't heard it yet, if they worked with the same people, but a lot of different people have tried to recreate that video and they cannot do it.
0: Yes. So see, that's what gets me making me think twice about it because like the
2: height, the speed just where it was and the placement it's like this wasn't like some bigfoot or creature or person walking on like a path it was just like fallen trees and it would have been a crazy situation for any one of us to hike over let alone like walk at a super fast pace over yes smoothly and
0: also the time that it was filmed the human ape Outfit, costume, or whatever has, was not that advanced to no, look as realistic as the Patterson or Patty they call it. Right? Um, looked. I oh, guess. I
2: love that we're talking about this. <laughs> we should right. do a Bigfoot podcast, just a Bigfoot related episode. I'll be there. I'll sure. be there for it. I'll figure out some <laughs> kind of top
0: five episode to do some kind of crypto zoologist. Oh, maybe yes. songs based on it or something. That'd
2: I don't be know awesome. How we could do that? We'll figure it we're out.
0: Werewolf. Okay, whatever. <laughs> while teaching in my hometown for the next three weeks. There's gonna be something I'll do a lot of, and that's country back road driving. Taking it slow to dodge the deer, cranking tunes, windows rolled down, copper the wonder golden smiling ear to ear. Summer cabin life is good, while being behind the wheel of my black Jeep Cherokee I recently got from ID Chrysler, Pine City, Minnesota. When 250,000 miles of my old ride was just too much for the poor thing to take. I found myself looking for my new dream car at ID Chrysler Pine City, and the staff couldn't have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at www.idcdjr.com, or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northridge Court, Northwest, Pine City, Minnesota to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m. And Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m., closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a summer full of adventures and memories out on the open road in some new wheels. All right, so let's. So Jillian Ray is a singer, songwriter, violinist in the Mm -hmm. Minneapolis, Minnesota area. And so I saw you have a new record coming out, so I was going to ask you about that. Can you tell us about your new album?
2: Yes, I'd love to. Well, it's a very it's my wordiest album title. It's called "I Can't Be the One You Want Me to Be."
1: Strong,
2: which is a lyric from one of the songs on the record and um basically i mean i've never really thought of it this way in the moment right now as i'm answering this question the phrase popped into my mind it's kind of like my coming of age as an artist record it's the sounds i've always wanted to make but maybe have been a little bit too conservative to do so. Like, oh, I'm supposed to be Americana or I'm supposed to be this or that, you know? So I just let go of all of that and I just did whatever I wanted in the studio. Um, The content, it basically is just about letting go of anything outside of yourself and just saying, fuck it. Kind of just letting yourself be yourself. That's the overall theme. Um, There's a lot of topics of anxiety um, throughout the record and just like, you know, people living with everyday issues, but also overcoming and how to deal with them. So I think overall it's a pretty personal record. It's maybe a little darker than the love songs I've written in the past, but there is still a lot of love in it. If that makes sense. It
0: does. Uh, how long have you been working on it?
2: Oh my God. Years. (laughs) Um, I recorded the record last January, so just a year and some odd months ago we recorded, but some of the songs on the album I wrote as far back as maybe like 2014, 2015. Really? So yeah, I've, I've had a lot of these ideas for a long time. I'd say half of the record, the songs were written between 2014 and... Let's say 2017. So there were a few that I had tried out and maybe like changed and morphed over time. But then the other half of the record were brand new songs I wrote just right before I went into the studio oh, sweet. and the band like learned the songs while we recorded them.
0: Cause in 2017 you put out Wanderlust EP, right?
1: Picking up the pieces as we go
0: Yeah, any songs from that on this record too?
2: No, but actually, the reason why I ended up releasing Wanderlust like just as quickly as I did, and just you know, a four-song collection, was because I was working on those to put into this full-length record, and I just, I think I just had less of a confident theme around it. It was like, I like these songs. This song is ready. This one sounds good here, and it just dawned on me that there is a clear collection of very acoustic, Americana-driven songs, and those four songs were all written about being on the road or written while I was on the road. Mm -hmm. So that made sense. To me, anything that I put out, like it's a collection, right? Like Heartbeat is a collection of like love-related songs, right? So I finally quit trying to force those songs into this new record, and I let that go and let it be its own little nugget, and that was completely acoustic- there were no bells and whistles. That was a very like rootsy and raw recorded record. Mm -hmm. And I kind of put it out there then that this is going to be the polar opposite of the full length I'm going to make eventually. Okay. So yeah, a lot of those songs were kind of commingled for a while.
0: Do you have any of your new songs up on YouTube and stuff?
2: I do actually. Is a new one? Inebriated is actually the title track. That's where "I Can't Be the One You Want Me to Be" comes from. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. So the the record drops on May thirty first. So that's when the whole record will be available. And right now, I have medication is the only single I have released. Which I released a year ago when I thought I was going to release this record last fall, <laughs> so it's kind of premature now in the grand scheme of things. But yeah,
0: I'm aware. am uh, yeah, I like both those songs. Those are yeah, awesome. I'd love to play one of those at the end of the show. Yeah, that's cool. I'd love it. Um, I always do a story behind the song segment, and I'll ask about that in a minute. But sure. yeah, the both those songs have really cool music videos. So how do you go about doing that? Um, The Heartbeat one has a cool video, too, with all the biting on the steak. It's so creepy. Yeah, I love that one. That was my first
2: real video that I made. Yeah. (laughs)
0: And then that night video with that Preston Gunderson's kind of cool, too. Mm -hmm. But uh, for your two new ones, uh, Inebriated and Medication, who shoots those videos and how do you go about doing that? I've never done a music video.
2: Yeah, well, usually, you know, you, the artist, will come up with a concept or, like, I know I want a video to go with this song. And, I mean, I'm sure some people go into it with no idea and have a producer completely storyboard it. Um, in my cases, like with Heartbeat, I met a guy that I knew I wanted to work with. His name is Gabe Steinberg, and he was working with this... I don't know if he does it anymore, but it's called FlipScript Films, and they'd made my voice video for me too. Okay. Which is the reason why it's on the internet, and sometimes I wish it wasn't, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> I have a lot of stuff I wish I could Oh, know. God. <laughs>
2: but yeah, so and the thing with Gabe and all the guys that he works with, they're all... Um, like camera wizards but they're all comedians. They were all like they do comedy in some way shape or form and they're all like commercial actors. So, they're a really fun group of people to come up with this concept and make the video with. So, really that kind of came together as a full collaboration. They gave me three ideas that they pitched of here's how we want to make the story of the video and the first idea that they Thought was the worst. So we'll just pitch this first and have it be, she won't like it. We'll have it be a slow build up to our idea that we really like. They started out with like, okay, so you're working in your dad's butcher shop. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. did you guys know my dad is a butcher or how, what? Because my dad is. Well, he's retired now, but he's been like a meat guy for my whole life, and they had no idea. So I didn't even need to hear the rest of them. I was like, yep, it's going to be all about me working in my dad's butcher shop, and it's going to be weird and (laughs) meat-related. So that's how that one came about.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
2: (laughs) It's just so weird and serendipitous.
0: So. they did did this neck these last two as well
2: no so they did my first one that was kind of the first time I ever figured out a concept of a video Mm -hmm. so maybe that then helped in these next two um I went into it more with a clear idea of what I wanted Uh and I think it was after working with them and that video took a long time to do with all the scenes so um like is
0: it expensive for all the musicians listening out there
2: yeah. I mean, as an, I'm an independent artist, right? So I don't have the financial backing of a label. I do everything myself, which is, you know, this record was partially funded by Kickstarter, which I had never done before. Uh-huh. So really, for me, I had planned on making a music video myself. And this is just through, you know, playing shows, album sales. You just save a portion rather than paying yourself the full payment for these things until you have a couple thousand dollars or whatever, save for a video. But at the end of the day, I feel like I've been lucky and I've been able to make videos in my mind for a pretty affordable price because I work with other artists in the area. You know what I mean? Like other people that want to do it, that maybe like with Gabe and that crew, um, they had never made a music video before. So they were like, here's what we want to charge you. It was a really low, it was a lot lower than I thought it was gonna be. And I was just flying by the seat of my pants. And then they were like, well, just know that it's our first time, so be patient. It might take a while, and we're working through things just as much as you are. So, cool. yeah.
0: I want to tell you about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The b Club, located on the corner of County Road B, and Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun, and that is a fact. The food at T-Bird's Cafe and Takeaway, as I call it, is always great. Since being in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, teaching summer school, I'm missing out on lots of the grub, gossip, and good times. So someone please make a stop and give me an update. Rob, Natalie, Shelley, and the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. I've been told that after being talked about on these podcasts, the Waller's Woodhill Cocktails are selling like hot cakes. Don't miss the Duck Run Memorial Ride on Saturday, June 8th. Karaoke, live music, pool table, pull tabs, bingo nights, botched ball tournaments, and much, much more. B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. <laughs> How many CDs are you going to print? So, like, my car doesn't have a CD player anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, my last record I put out, I didn't sell very many CDs. Mm -hmm. So how many do you print? Are you going to print some vinyl stuff?
2: Yes. Um, Well, that is a good question, and it's funny. Friends of mine um, on the, you know, just on Facebook when you're throwing out, like, what do you think about this? You know, people ask ideas, or I've asked, like, should I print this T-shirt or whatever? People have such mixed responses on, like, should I even print CDs anymore? And I think we are definitely in a new era of, like, everything is for free on the Internet these days, and you really need to reach people who want to support your art, right? Um, So I understand people not printing CDs or printing less, but for me, I've always printed a 1,000 at a time, which is the less, it's the, like, best price per unit, Mm of course, but um, I've been really lucky and I think it's because I play a lot. Like the more you play and the more people you get in front of, the more albums you're going to sell. And I always find when I'm on the road, I sell more. So if I have a crappier paid show in a town where nobody knows me, I can at least bank on selling some CDs and t-shirts. To yeah. Help.
0: It's kind of a souvenir for from your show.
2: Yeah. And I mean, as you can see from being in my crazy house, I'm a big fan of art in general. Like. In the music form, in the visual form, in the movement form. So my CDs and vinyls and album art, my T-shirts, like I really, really care about how it looks and how it like relates to the music. So I think that might be part of it, too. If you have an interesting Mm -hmm. piece of art to look at, maybe people want to take it home more.
0: I think that's awesome. It reminds me back in the day when you collect cassette tapes and CDs, and you sit there and stare at the cool artwork. And exactly, well, look behind you. That's
2: like why I love records. I still have all my CDs from way back when in there. Um, Yeah, I like having that tangible piece of art personally. So I want to think that I'm not the only like old fart in that way of thinking, and that other people might want it too.
0: (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. Okay, so we'll finish up episode one here, but I want to do a story behind the song segment. Would you like? Can you tell us the story behind the song "Inebriated"? Is that cool, or do you want to do? Is there a different song you'd like to talk about? Um,
2: any song you want, I'm fine with that.
0: How about "Inebriated"? All right. You want to tell us the story behind that song, and I'll play that one at the end.
2: Sure, sure. Well, that's perfect. Thank you. It's the title track, so I think that's a good one to hear. And it's not the single I released a year ago, so maybe fewer people have heard it. Um, that song just kind of came about, I was in a kind of, you know, in your relationship where, you know, obviously there are ebbs and flows and my husband is my best friend. He's my guitar player in my band. We do a lot of stuff together, but also I play in a lot of other bands. So I'm gone a lot or, you know, we have a lot of together time, but then in long chunks, a lot of away time, So I think when I wrote that, I was in a weird place of just not feeling balanced with myself and maybe we weren't like seeing each other as much. So I had like one qualm that was happening at the time and that's kind of like what started the song and then it kind of became a story and then it became all of these past experiences that I've had maybe with other people kind of got spewed into it. And then it just became more of a catharsis. Like I I ended up journaling a lot of just like, what are my random feelings at this time of just feeling like it's hard to explain. I wish I had a better term. I think for me, you resonate better in your relationship as a couple when you're fully independently feeling good and confident and balanced and, you know, mentally secure you yes. need you need those things separately in order to you know do the best you can for each other, right? Absolutely. So that's kind of where it came from. So in, you know, you hear basically that song sounds like it's just about a relationship where one person is kind of being unappreciated. It was sort of on that like I felt a little bit like an island by myself. So it started as just a lot of self-reflection. And then it kind of became in all those inventions that you make up about like, what if this goes wrong? So it Mm -hmm. was kind of like a mental reflection on myself and then also maybe my fears of what could happen in a relationship that I like a lot. Um, So that's where it came from initially. And then the bridge I didn't come to right away, which is I can't be the one you want me to be. And that's where the whole thing just exploded into a burst of sunlight for me because it not only helped tie the song together and it finished the song but also content-wise and then I did start feeling better and I got through this kind of mental slump where it's like don't try to do things for other people don't don't do this cuz you think somebody's expecting you to do it don't worry about what people on the internet think just I can't be the one you want me to be this is who I am and this is what I have to offer and I am finally okay with it That's great right
0: yeah where did you record the song at
2: the whole record was recorded at the library studio up in northeast with Matt Patrick okay mhm beautiful space
0: awesome beautiful person who all played on the song
2: um so eric is on the guitar Um, actually you know what I think I might have played acoustic guitar on this one too this is my first record that I've played things other than the violin on (laughs) too which I'm super proud of because I write on the piano I write on the guitar I have like keyboards and synthesizers downstairs so um I played guitar and all the violin parts um Eric played electric guitar Alex Young played drums and Jimmy Osterholtz was on the bass and then Matt Patrick, the studio owner who also produced the record, he added a bunch of lovely elements as well.
0: Awesome. When's it going to be available on iTunes and
2: stuff? May 31st. That's the worldwide. It's the day of our release show, which is at the Cedar Cultural Center, but it's also the day that it's all available on the Internet and whatnot.
0: Awesome. Jillian Ray, thanks for being on the Mark Stary Music Thank Podcast. You. Please tune in next week for part two. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, in iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places, podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler Pine City, Templeton Rye Whiskey, and b Club. This is also a listener-supported podcast. If you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.